back to Trust God Bro, episode 8, where we talk about what it means to trust God in all parts of our lives. Today, I have my roommates, Kyle Walter and Clark Purdy with me. What's up? I'm Kyle. I'm, uh, I'm Clark. Yeah, guys, welcome to the studio. To um, this is cool. This is a really cool setup you got. <laughs> I like what I'm looking at. We have a giant mattress, so our voices will hopefully um, be softened by it. I don't really know if you're using the mattress in the right way. It's just sitting there. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so you guys want to introduce yourselves. You're my roommates, but you also have other lives outside of that, obviously, so. My name's Kyle. I'm Dayton's current roommate. Dayton's actually the first person that I met in college way back three years ago um, in the dorms. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what, what what's special. I mean, I'm from St. Louis. I started a vlog. I did start a vlog recently. I'm trying cool. to vlog senior year with Dayton. He's kind of my... He's teaching me how to edit. And Clark is, too. It's kind of like yeah. a, a, a thing we're all doing. So he's vlogging. I can leave the link, I guess, in the description. And then, yeah, Clark, I mean, you're part of Acacia. And yeah, I'm in a fraternity here at ISU. Came to ISU freshman. Actually, Dayton was in my first class at ISU ever, 858. We both got really early ties to Dayton. Yeah. <laughs> Dayton was cool. the, the OG. So, yeah, I mean, joined a fraternity my freshman year, and now I'm a senior, just kind of about to graduate. So we'll see see how it goes yeah it's it's kind of crazy just thinking about how our life changes like that it's like we came in like freshman year and just like our lives just changed so much and so this episode is about what it means to trust god in career choices so we're all seniors like clark said and we're about to graduate go through a lot of changes soon yeah it's yeah. like dude the, in the next time like i'm sure like there's some people listening that's already gone through this and like yep and then some people that are about to go through it and are probably just like looking in like what is that like and so hopefully this can be a little nugget of gold for people you know listening and helping um, everyone else walk through these decisions because like right now we're in the midst of all these emotions and just like the the brunt of it so I feel like this was just a great time for this um, podcast. Mm. Yeah. Um, I actually originally chose finance because there's this guy named Brian and he was this big rich guy who <laughs> drove a G-Wagon and I just thought that was like super cool back senior year of high school, but now I don't think that stuff is as important as I did. So I'm just kind of riding finance out, um, kind of seeing where it takes me. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's, like, part of the thing we're going like, to talk about. It's, like, the thing of, like, this decision, it's, like, you're not, like, married to a career choice. You know, it's, like, you can always, like, go into something and always, like, kind of, like, you know, try something else if it doesn't work out. And so yeah. I guess that's good. But I guess so. Like, what if you guys had to like pinpoint it? Like, what type of emotions do you think you're feeling right now? Like, what anxieties? Um, yeah, you just can dialogue about that. I'm most worried. I mean, yeah, I, I'm most worried that I'm just gonna stay kind of where I am. I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, I work at Kroger and Starbucks, and I'll just walk into work, and not that there's anything wrong with this, but like, I'll just see like. 40-year-olds or 50-year-olds just coming in and they, they still work there and they're doing exactly what I'm doing. And I just, I guess one of my biggest fears is just being like complacent or just being like the bare minimum hmm. and not living up to what I could achieve. And yeah, so one of my biggest anxieties is that I'm just not going to find um, something bigger, I guess, for hmm. lack of a better word. 
I just don't want to stay where I am. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm, I kind of get those feelings at the car wash right now. Um, I mean, a lot of people there are young, so it's kind of easy to view it as just a kind of a start-off job. But um, for me, uh, I would say my biz- biggest anxieties is what I'm going to do after college and what career choice I'm going to make um, and, like, where it would lead me in 10, 20 years from now. And if I even chose the right major, I mean, I'm looking back on finance thinking I just completely botched on choosing my major <laughs> and I've always been interested in, like, other things like construction management and architecture and it's like, I just went to school for something on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of thinking about that. I've been thinking about it lately. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be graduating here in less than a year. So yeah, it's scary. it's coming around the corner. Yeah, it is. Building off of what I was going on about, about just being complacent. Not, not only am I worried about finding a job, but I'm fi- worried about finding a job that I do like happy doing for the next however many years. You know what I mean? Like, I'm terrified of finding a job and then them being like, okay, this is what you do for the next 60 years until you retire and then you'll die. Like, mm-hmm. I I, it's, it, I want it to be a job where it's like every day is different or where it doesn't feel like a job or I, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I don't know. It's just, it's like every every stage of life so far has had an ending. It's like you're going to go to this school for five years, mm-hmm. you're going to go to this school for four years, you're going to go to this. And it's only five or four years at a time. But this next stage that we're going into is the bulk of life so it's like this is it just feels like a like the biggest decision yeah yeah and it's like yeah in that regard it is it's like kind of a big transition i think in some of the anxieties that i'm feeling is like even the day like i did like i got a call back from like a job i applied for and like they are not going to go forward in hiring me and so i think like even like today i was kind of just like in my feels about it you know it's just like it is like and i think we could talk about rejection too because it's like having your plans changed is like a big thing like that we all have to handle and I mean if you're listening to this it's like you're you're gonna have some big most likely some career changes that are gonna happen but also like in other parts of your life and so and just getting rejected is like hard in general but it's not crushing you know it's like we can still like press into the pain but just you know realize that it's like at the end of the day it's like it's not the job or the thing we do that's going to, like, be our, like, satisfaction. But, yeah, so I don't know. I think it's, like, in talking about these anxieties, it's, it's, like, how do you think, like, what would be some advice you would give to someone, like, else, like, kind of feeling those anxieties? I mean, first I would say I definitely relate to what, to the rejection bit. I also, I I plan to go into um, a certain job outside of college, and I've had this plan since probably the end of junior year. Or at least the beginning of <laughs> yeah. senior year. Sure. At least. And, um, yeah, and that, that just didn't go through. So I've been going through some of the same emotions that you were just describing. But um, what was the question? Some anxieties about Well, what? I think and before that, it's like, it just kind of like to elaborate on like what happened. What was your first emotion when you found out like you didn't get it? Oh, what was um, your first thought? Just probably anger and then sadness. And what you really said when you first said, when you found out? Uh, the first thing, my first thought, <laughs> my first initial thought was, I'm just going to get wasted tonight. <laughs> yeah. That did not happen. But I was yeah. at first, I was like, well, let's go buy some drinks. <laughs> and it's, I'm 
kind of was like, when did you say that? Because I just want to be honest and raw. Because it's like one of those things where it's like when we're just like in the pit of emotion. So we're just going to get tossed and turned. It's like even the day it's like when I found out, I was like, well, I'm just going to take a nap and cry. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, like stuff like that. It's like it's hard. But it's like the the cool thing about it is it's like God gives us another way not to like just go like into Like we can admit our emotions and we can feel that and like press into it. But we can also like take it to him, mm-hmm. and so like it's another way to deal with it. It's not us like lashing out, but it's also not ignoring it because we're not supposed to like ignore it. You know, it's supposed to like address like whatever we're feeling, and so it's like you just see that in the Psalms. Like whenever David's talking, he's always like addressing his problems and like saying like how he is, and so yeah, just honesty with that. So I guess the question I had was originally, what would advice would you give to someone else going through this? Um, you know, choice, you know, senior year, whatever that in their life, maybe later. Yeah. Um, I mean, as a senior, having not gone into a career, I feel like I'm not, I don't, I don't, even, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. I'm not um, qualified to mm-hmm. give advice on other people's life if I've not even been through it yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, first, I would honestly just seek counsel from others who have been through it. That's yeah. probably the biggest advice I could, I could give is just seek counsel from people who have been in careers for a while or, other people in your church or ministry that are are older than you and and kind of seem to have a career path that they're going down and asking them how they chose that and hmm. and kind of looking to their life and just asking them good questions and honestly just praying about it. Hmm. I would say it's trusting trusting God, bro. Trust God, bro. <laughs> Something someone told me once when deciding a career path was just like, look at your list of skill sets and then look at how like ways you can glorify God and mm-hmm. further his kingdom and then just see where those two diagrams overlap like a Venn diagram yeah see what's in the middle of those two circles and it was like God gave you certain skills and certain talents that other people don't have and like which skills and talents do you have that will help proclaim the word mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's something that I've been thinking about and this well while we're giving advice um are we going to talk about advice on how to like deal with rejection? Sure. Yeah, we can um, uh, go into that. Something in my mind. Yeah. Um, uh, something that helped me deal with it was just like, you know, God knows what the future holds and he knows what would have happened if you'd gone down that path that mm. you expected to go down. And it's just been kind of, it's brought me peace. Just reminding myself that like, you know, like you don't know uh, what could have happened if you'd gone down that path. Like, that could have struggled with so many countless different things that God knows. And there's a reason that he pulled me from that path. There's a reason he shut that door. Yeah. So one of the, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got about picking a career path is a lot of people assume that God is just going to, like, show them the path they need to take. And they're, they're like he's going to be like, this is it. Like, a light will shine on it. And in reality, what you need to do is just pick a path and just start walking down it. And if that's not the path that God wants you on, then he'll shut the door for you. And it's not the end of the world if he does. He's just protecting you from something. You don't really know what it is, obviously, but he's just protecting you from something that's not it. So then you just pick up or get up and you go on the other path. And yeah. That's what I've just been telling myself. And I do think there has to be, like, some thought behind, like, the path you choose. Obviously, you don't want to just go in and be like, I'm just going to do this yeah. and mm-hmm. um, not think about it. I, I definitely think there's a difference between, like, having actually thinking about it and being anxious over it. Um, so I know, I know like Brent Strong, he gave me one piece of advice. Just ask other people what they think you might be good at. And then mm-hmm. kind of, I would say just look back on like the things you've done in your life and the things that you found like to, what, 
you've been gifted at or things that you found uh, that bring you joy. For example, if you like talking to people, like maybe going to an advisement inv- position, um, that that's just like a, uh, an yeah. example. Hmm. But I mean, I definitely do think there has to be some thought behind it and you can't just like walk in like, hey, I just want to be a financial advisor because I see financial advisors making a lot of money and it's like <laughs> I could easily choose that route, but it's like, is it really... Is there a thought behind it, or is it? Am I just thinking people are making money in that career, so I'm going to choose it? Yeah, yeah. You can't. I don't know. I, I just I've never. I don't want to. I've never been the kind of just follow the money. Like if you're following the money, then I feel like you could just follow it for forever because there's always going to be more money. You know what I mean? That you could acquire. Mm-hmm. Like you got to find something that you're like passionate about, and the money is just a byproduct of that. And yeah. uh, speaking, I mean. As far as, as long as you're following passions, that's something, something else I've been trying to do is just like boil it down to like three or five points that like I want, like I, this is what I want from my future. Like I want this, this, and this, and then that kind of narrows down the paths that you could take to achieve those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you guys both hit the first two applications I had. So the first one was what Clark said, which is like get godly wisdom and pray about it. So just and, you know, ask anyone, you know, it could be non-Christians, Christians, people older, younger, just get a wide variety of people, talk to a lot of people, get a lot of counsel, people in your church, um, whoever, and then just pray about it. And, um, you know, ask God um, for his help and wisdom. And and the second one was um, have a deep sense of God's providence in it. So it's like, no matter what happens, it's like God is sovereign over any rejection or any yeah, so just have a, a deep sense of God's providence. And so, yeah, that's going to be the first, like, two applications for um, what we're talking about. Yeah, I guess the next thing I wanted to co- and talk about, and it would be, like, the third realization slash application, which would be to realize that this job won't satisfy you. Um, and so with this realization, it's, like, with anything, with, like, uh, like a, a like a good marriage or enjoying food or anything good in life like friends it's like we can still enjoy things but not have them satisfy us and so sometimes it seems contradictory it's like dude why get married when it's like all i need is jesus or you know why you know enjoy food if all i need like is jesus and so we can still ultimately be satisfied by him but it's like we have to realize, like, when we're, like, going into these other, like, good things that he created, like, God really enjoys his creation. You know, he created it, and he said it was very good, and he, like, wants us to enjoy it, too, but he also wants us, like, not to, first, it to point us to him, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, I just kind of want to ask you guys, it's like, do you feel like there's times in your life when you feel like you've found your satisfaction inside, whether it's a job, or work, or, you know, any other thing besides, like, God? And, like, how did that go for you? Honestly, say a big one of just, like, things I've been involved with for the past four years is my fraternity. Um, I just found, like, a, I, did, I thought I found satisfaction in the positions I held and, like, kind of what I did in the fraternity. And it was very enjoyable time. But um, now being a senior, it's like I, I'm about to graduate and I've just, everything I thought I was satisfied by is just going to be in my past now. It's like not anything I was really working toward. And it was everything, everything I was working was, was just temporary, you know, it's just like, I'm done with college now. I'm done with my undergraduate years. Um, I do think I, it was definitely rewarding to 
see a lot of guys grow and see my fraternity go, grow and see my chapter grow, but it's 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 not eternal, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's something that's just earthly and temporary and trying to find satisfaction in the in those positions and trying to fill yourself up is just going to it's not, it's not going to be there forever. So, yeah. I think you mean like it's the hard thing. It's like we can still like enjoy and like like enjoy those good things and those relationships, but not have them satisfy us. But yeah, no, it does make a lot of sense. Yeah, mine kind of goes a little bit off of yours. I mean, it's not a fraternity, but I. Uh, it's really easy for me to find satisfaction in like friendships. So like we're part of a campus ministry, mm-hmm. camp, campus outreach, and it was just really easy for me to be like. That's where my worth is, is what these people think of me or if these people are inviting me to do stuff and just things of that nature. And it really wasn't until coronavirus took over the world and took it all away that I like boiled down to like, okay, where, what am I without these people? I'm not going to see these people for weeks, if not months now. Like what, what now? And I got to just sit down and realize that like, it's just me and God for who knows how long. And you do, you just got to be content with that. And it, yeah, it wasn't until this hmm. year, really March, April ish, that I battled that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. This brings me to the fourth and final realization, which is just like realize like where you're going, your identity as a Christian. It's like where do you want to go? Like where is like, you know, where's the cross at? And just like see like that and just like walk towards that. And so I think it's like when we have this like this deep like sense of like eternally, you're just like looking forward. It doesn't mean, like, you have to go out and, like, be a missionary or, like, go out and, like, do a, like, whole ton of crazy things. But I think it's just, like, seeing, like, the cross, like, the very, like, long view, like, you know, looking out a thousand years in the distance. It's, like, it just changes, like, what you do today. It's, like, we're students. That means, like, today when I look, you know, forward, like, a thousand years, it changes how I do my homework or, you know, treat my relationships and friends. It doesn't mean, like, you're doing, like, abnormal things. But it just adds like some more like sense of purpose in the normal things you're doing. No matter what job, it's like I you know I could, could be a programmer, and like that could still be good and um, glorifying to God. I think that was just a hard thing for me to realize um, for a while. Was it like man, like if I do this, then it's like then I'm like wasting my life. The reality of it is, it's like a lot of the things we do, you know, is this is something that's like morally good or morally bad, and a lot of the things we do are morally good but like there's also a sense of like making good like decisions like as far as like looking at your skill set kind of like what you guys talked about mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it's like you know if it's biblically like moral which I mean a lot of jobs are then it's like it just comes down to just like whatever you do just like pursue it like wholeheartedly so um, yeah those were the four like realizations and applications we had like get godly wisdom the first one, second one was like have a deep sense of providence, God's providence in it. And the third one, realize that your job is not going to satisfy you. And the fourth one would be just have a, you know, eternal sense of whatever you're doing and just pursue it wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. any, you guys got any comments or stories about bad jobs you worked or anything like that? <laughs> um, I don't really know if I have any bad job stories, but I definitely have some experience in bad uh, mindset, bad yeah. to me. I mean, it's just really easy for me to slip into, like, just, like, a cranky mood or, like, man, I hate doing this or, man, I'm not going to do this forever. And it's just I have to remind myself that 
no matter what you do, whether it's your dream job or not, like, God does call you to work, and God wants you to work, mm-hmm. and he, he thinks work is good, and, yeah, yeah he, he, like, every day you represent him, um, and it's just important to be a vessel for him. I mean, like I said, I work at Kroger, and there are definitely times where I'm, like, I'm just sitting here scanning items, and I wish I was anywhere else, <laughs> but any, when I'm not in that mindset, and I try to, like, smile, I try to be friendly, and I... I try to be a good representation of what Jesus is. Um, yeah, I just noticed that not only like is my day better, but a lot of the customers seem to be a lot happier too. And it, yeah, it's just something I try to keep in mind. That it might take a while before I get to that quote-unquote dream job, but whatever I'm doing in the meantime isn't worthless or a waste of time. Mm. I've enjoyed my past jobs. It's not like I've, I've disliked any certain job I've had. But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of something to think about. I've been thinking about it, not a lot, but it's I've been thinking about it like enough to the point where it's starting to become on my radar, especially with college ending very soon. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've just been kind of trying to think, what am I gonna do? How are my skills applied? Just kind of like what we're talking about, seeking godly counsel, and it's like in the past when I when I haven't done those things and I've tried to. For example, I worked an internship, and the, I applied for it because the hourly wage was good, and I thought it would be like just a good experience. It was a good company, and I just ended up disliking it a lot. It was just not aligned with the skills I had, and I, I, I didn't really feel like I, I fit in there. Um, and I, I felt like I was not glorifying God um, just because I was I was seeking sinful things. Mm. So it's like um, it, it, you did really kind of show that to me. Um, and I'm glad I don't work there anymore. I mean, I do love the people there, but it just was God closing a door. And I think what Kyle was saying is like being rejected again. I mean, funny story, quick story. I texted my manager like two times and I was like, Hey, can I, can I come back to work? I was like, I'm, I'm really in need of a job this summer. And he texted me. He's like, yeah, sorry, we don't have anything. Um, if you see anything online, feel free to reach back out. And then I saw a posting for the same position, the internship position online, and mm. I texted him again. And he uh, just completely ghosted me. So, <laughs> I mean, it was definitely God closing that door, and it's kind of cool that we can um, take comfort in God, mm. that God is sovereign over those things and um, that our identities really aren't in the jobs that we have. So, mm. I don't know, that's just a thought I had so. yeah and that's perfect just like wrapping it up it's like that has a good tie-in to our like takeaway verse because um basically what you're saying is like it has a good essence of like seek the kingdom of heaven first and all else will be added to you and that's in Matthew you know Matthew 6 and he's like talking about this but and it's like because you were saying it's like you kind of had a bad motive when you're going into it it's like dude I, I don't want to use this for like God's glory and it's like yeah it's like in that sense it like definitely can like yeah, it's not good, you know, and I've definitely treated my jobs like that in the past or, you know, certain things I'm doing. But so the thing with that verse is our takeaway verse is Matthew six twenty five. And so, Clark, do you want to read that for us? Yeah, um, this is Matthew six twenty five. He says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? And in Matthew six twenty seven, he says, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? It's kind of cool. It's like this, a job is something that we can enjoy, but it's not eternal. It's, it's, life is not all about a job. It's mm-hmm. not all about 
like Jesus was saying, what you eat or drink. Um, I just think it's cool to kind of rest in that. And it's like we are promised an eternity with him. And these things, while they may last 50, 60 years, it's like the, these things are not an eternity. And worrying about them won't give us any good either. It's like what he says in 27, it won't add a single hour to your life. It's We're just worrying and these things are just earthly things. So it's, it's, it's just pretty cool to meditate and, and trust in. What would you say, Kyle? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think it's definitely encouraging to see Jesus say, don't worry. Like Jesus himself says, you don't need to worry about this. And worrying is just not going to add anything. Like as long as you're working hard and you're doing what you love or looking, at least trying to do what you love, you're you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's something that glorifies God. You're going to be okay. And I think the cool part about that verse, it says in verse 32 in chapter 6, it says, and your heavenly father knows that you need them. And so he's not like turning an eye to our like need. Like he knows that like we struggle with these things, but he also like he cares about it and he really does want our best good. And yeah, so, and for his glory, you know, and it's just cool because that's what he, he ends up saying. It's like, you know, seek first the kingdom of heaven and also be added to you. And, and that's, that's how you trust God, God bro. bro.